well, it's not just the weather that's heating up. The race for the Conservative leadership is also heating up. This is the Political Dissect. A very hello to you and welcome to the Political Dissect. So, um, in the last few hours, we know the final three that's going to go through to the Conservative leadership race. Um, the final three. And they are, no real surprises, Rishi Sunak, Liz Truss and Penny Morden. Now, there's a lot to unpack about this. A couple of things that seem to be very surprising. Um, Liz Truss. Liz Truss. Many people said her campaign was dead in the water. It was dead in the water. It was not going to come to fruition. And now it seems like there seemed to be some sort of trajectory now behind her. She's nipping at the ankles of Penny Mordaunt, who came in second. I do have the the numbers uh, here with me. Uh, so, Rishi Sunak, 118 votes. Penny Mordaunt, 92. And Liz Truss, 86. Uh, Kimmy Badenoch, she was the unfortunate one to be eliminated with 59. Now, a lot of, depending on where you are on the kind of conservative wing or the political political persuasion um there's a lot to talk about um first of all let's talk about Kimmy Badenoch now seen by many as the kind of socially conservative the kind of more right wing of the candidates that went for the leadership um the supposed anti-woke candidate that she was labelled, and that's just what she labelled herself as. Um, seemed to be a lot of trajectory amongst her, um, amongst her campaign um, going into this vote. Um, many people thought she had a very good performance in the debates, and there was there were many many MPs who supported her. Ben Bradley being one of them, who was interviewed live on BBC. But it seemed that she didn't get enough endorsements from her own colleagues to go through and to many people who are not on the right wing of the conservative party that will they'll see that as a victory they see that uh, they'll see people like Kimmy Badenoch as someone who uh, is not going to lead them into a general election uh, all the opinion polls are showing that labor if there was an election tomorrow labor would win Hands down. And any Conservative who says otherwise is lying to themselves. That's what's going to happen. If there was an election tomorrow, Keir Starmer would be Prime Minister. So therefore, what the Conservative Party needs, they need someone who's going to connect with the voters, who's going to tighten the polls between the Conservatives and Labour. And it is my belief, and it is the belief of many other people, that Kimmy Badenoch just wasn't it. It, she just wasn't it. So that leaves the other three. Rishi Sunak, uh, Liz Truss, and Penny Mordaunt. Now, it's no real surprises that Rishi Sunak came first. He's come first in every other, every other poll that's been taken, in every other vote. But it's all, you've got to really look at... Got, you've really got to look at this and think, why? <laughs> you know, Why? Rishi Sunak, for all of you who are completely unaware who, who have forgotten, 
Rishi Sunak was the first person to resign from Boris Johnson's cabinet. The ca the resignation that started the whole wave of resignations that ultimately led to his downfall. He was the one that got the ball rolling, so to speak. Now, he's topped every single vote so far, and there are many, many people asking themselves why. He's been, quite rightfully so, he's been attacked on his record as a chancellor. Many people say he had a, he had a great start as chancellor, and he kind of lost his way. And the, his record speaks for itself. His record speaks for itself. Taxes are at their highest in 70 years. Inflation is going on to nearly 11%. And he also failed to investigate COVID grant fraud. And this is the man that's leading the race to become our next Prime Minister. It's, you've got to ask yourself, is, are the people who are endorsing Rishi Sunak, are they going for the most experienced person for the job because that's what he is he's experienced or are they just failing to read the room i.e the electorate because at the end of the day he's not squeaky clean rishi sunak is not squeaky clean by any stretch of the imagination he's been involved in many scandals since he became chancellor many of them the first off being he was he he was a government he was a government minister and it turned out he had a u.s green card <laughs> which is against US law. Then there was also the scandal about his wife's non-dom status. And it's all, it kind of flies in the face that you've got the, the person who's responsible for raising or decreasing your taxes who has a wife who doesn't pay tax in the UK. That's almost a slap in the face. And you ask anyone up and down the country whether that's acceptable and you'll struggle to find someone who says it is acceptable. And like I said, inflation is pushing 11%. The cost of living crisis is, is getting worse by the day. Fuel bills are going up. Food prices are going up. And people don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. And this is the man that is responsible for the country's finances, who's running for the Prime Minister. Well, sorry, was responsible for our country's finances, who is the, the favourite to become the Prime Minister. And you do have to ask yourself the question, are the Conservatives actually reading the room here? They're not reading the room. I'll answer the question. They are not reading the room. If you ask the average person in the UK whether Rishi Sunak is a popular person, I can guarantee you they'll answer no, he's not. He's not a popular person. Now, the other Conservative candidates, i.e. Liz Truss, and, and Penny Mordaunt, they have all come out with their own policies on how they're going to tackle the problems that the country are facing. Now, first of all, let's talk about Penny Mordaunt. So Penny Mordaunt is the favourite amongst Conservative Party members to become the next Prime Minister. All the polls show that she is the favourite. She leads every candidate. Now, from the word go, her campaign did raise a lot of eyebrows. Primarily from her campaign video, which which featured, of all people, Oscar Pistorius. That Oscar Pistorius, the South African para-athlete who shot dead his spouse. So that was, that raised a couple of eyebrows. Um, 
there's been many attacks on Penny Mordaunt from from many Conservative members of Parliament, primarily being that she's completely untested. She's she's not she she hasn't had a lot of experience within government, and therefore that doesn't make her an attractive candidate to become Prime Minister and leader of the party. Now there is some sort of credit to what they're saying. She out of all the candidates who are left in the race, she is the least experienced. She is the least experienced. She hasn't held a super high job in government before. So that is one thing that's really concerning to a lot of Conservative Party members, that she is leading the pack to become the Prime Minister. Now, but what attracts people to her? Why is she leading the race? Because if you look at what she stands for and her views... She doesn't really foot the bill of what is a traditional conservative. Some would say she's very liberal on LGBT issues. However, she has come into some sort of, she has come under some sort of flack uh, in the last couple of weeks regarding some of those some of those views. Um, but she has got some policies which many people are supportive of. She would say she would instantly cut fuel duty on gas prices, which would alleviate some pressure at the pumps because she says that is an instantaneous thing that needs to happen in order to make life better for many people up and down the country. And that, yes, that is absolutely correct. It does need to happen. Now, prior to today's vote, she was well ahead in second place. There wasn't really that much ground between second and third place up until now. Liz Truss is very close behind, and I think there's the consensus within the Penny Morden campaign that she needs to really come out fighting tomorrow in the next vote if she is going to have any chance of getting into the final two. Um, it all really depends who, when it comes to, obviously, Kimmy Bidenock, she left the race, she was knocked out of the race today, who her votes will go to. Will they go to Liz Truss? Will they go to Rishi Sunak? Will they go to Penny Morden? I think... If you're asking for my view, I will not be surprised if a lot of them go to Liz Truss. She is, despite what many people say about her, she is a very popular member within the Conservative Party. Um, current Foreign Secretary, who has been at the forefront of uh, helping with the Ukraine crisis uh, from a British point of view. Um, some of her policies include uh, scrapping the, the national insurance rise and a, and the planned increase in corporation tax, as well as a delay in the green levies on energy bills. Now, those policies are incredibly plop- popular with a lot of people. Um, now, when it comes to the, the green levies, that will obviously anger a lot of the green lobby, a lot of people who think we should be doing a lot more when it comes to climate change. And obviously, there is some sort of we have to take that into consideration, obviously. But at the same time, people's gas bills are going through the roof. Yes, we need to take climate change seriously, but people still need to heat their homes. We're very lucky that we're in the summer months and people will not be using their heating at all. But after that, we're going into the winter months. As we get into the colder months, people will use their heating more. Therefore, their bills will go up. Now, the green levy could potentially add an estimated £153 onto the average heating bill. And in this current cost of living crisis, that is huge. That can mean a difference between heating 
or eating. So therefore, the green levy does need to be scrapped. That is a policy that I will support. And I think that will have a backing. That will have the backing of many people, including voters and the Conservative Party membership. Now, the criticism of Liz Truss, let's face it, she's not the best speaker in the world. Some, some think she's very wooden. She's very stale. She doesn't really present herself that well. And she's not the best, maybe the, maybe the best negotiator. That could be her downfall. She, the last debate that was on TV, she seemed very wooden, very stiff, didn't seem very confident. Yes, she maybe rehearsed her lines well, but it didn't really come across very, very sincere, if you get what I mean. So that could be her downfall. And let's face it, Liz Truss would be the Labour's candidate because she's not a great debater. We've seen that before. We've seen that from her performances in Westminster and we've seen that, we definitely saw that in her performance in the debate. So therefore, I think a lot of Labour Party members and Labour Party politicians are crossing their fingers and hoping Liz Truss wins the entire thing because it would be like throwing someone to the wolves. Labour, I think, Labour, Keir Starmer, would probably eat her up in a debate. And I think that makes Conservative Party members and politicians extremely nervous. At this time, if you look at the opinion polls, the Conservatives need a leader that is going to properly debate, is going to be strong at the dispatch box, and put forward a message that's going to win the voters. And I don't think Liz Truss is that person. And I don't think many Conservatives see her as that person. So it is a little surprising that she's still in this race. She seems to be doing something right. Whatever that is. And the last candidate, of course, is Rishi Sunak. Now, what can I say about Rishi Sunak that I haven't already said? Uh, as Chancellor... He has overseen the biggest increase in taxes in decades, the biggest increase in inflation, as well as a magnitude of other things. Now, if you put all these things into a, into a pot, you almost have to question why and how he is leading the pack when it comes to becoming the next Prime Minister. It's almost confusing, to say the least. He was, of course, one of the many people that were fined by the London Metropolitan Police for breaking COVID rules. Um, other people being, of course, the Prime Minister. Um, and I think that that is playing on the minds of some people who are not supporting Rishi Sunak in this race. There's, I think there seems to be this thought amongst the Conservative Party membership and politicians that if he was to become the next Prime Minister and lead the Conservative Party into the next election... I don't think the the voters would forget what Rishi Sunak did during the height of COVID, when people could not say goodbye to their family members in hospital. And during that time, he was partying up with the Prime Minister in Downing Street with champagne. I don't think those are the credentials of someone that could seriously win an election during these times. 
So that makes it even more confusing as to why Rishi Sunak is leading the pack. He has come under scathing criticism from some people in the Conservative Party, one being Jacob Rees-Mogg, who called him, quote, a socialist chancellor. Now, if you're a Conservative chancellor and a high-ranking member of the Conservative Party is calling you a socialist, you've got to really look at yourself and see if you're going to have the serious backing of your party. When it comes to his policies, he's one of the few candidates left in this race who has not backed significant tax cuts. He says he wants to get inflation under control first before he tax before he cuts taxes. But in the debates, he never actually came up with any policies that's actually going to cut inflation. Now, many, many people thought that Rishi Sunak's run for Prime Minister would have completely come at the seams after his police fine. But no, he seems to be weathering the storm, <laughs> which is kind of surprising, um, given everything that's happened with his wife's non-dom status, him having US permanent residency and being a government official, which is against the law. So yeah, it seems like he still has the backing of the party, but will he have the backing of the electorate? And I'm going to say no, he, no, he doesn't. I don't think the British electorate will actually forget they won't easily forget everything that he's done during his time in office. So where does this leave us? Well, there was an opinion poll taken between 12th and 13th of July, uh, and it makes for very, very interesting viewing, actually. Um, currently, out of the three, out of the three candidates that are left in the race, Penny Mordaunt came out top with 27%. Rishi Sunak and Liz Truss are tied on 13%. So she's way out in front when it comes to who people rather have as Prime Minister. There was also an opinion poll yesterday taken uh, comparing candidates amongst themselves as to who would win. Now, when it comes to Penny Mordaunt, she ranked actually below Kemi Badenoch, who went out in the race in the last vote. Kemi, Kemi Badenoch came, came out with 48%. And Penny Mordaunt came out with 43%. Now, when it comes to Penny Mordaunt and Rishi Sunak, Penny Mordaunt comes out on top with 51% to Rishi Sunak's 37%. But it also makes for a very interesting viewing between Liz Truss and Penny Mordaunt. Liz Truss comes out top with 48% to Penny Mordaunt's 42%. Now that is very, very interesting, and it makes for even more shocking viewing that she comes out top against Rishi Sunak. Liz Truss got 54% of the vote to Rishi Sunak's 35. So all the opinion polls suggest that it, that Liz Truss and Penny Mordaunt are actually the two most popular candidates. Now, of course, it's a very, very small sample size. The sample size was just over 700. And there are, of course, many people who are uh, unsure as to who they would want to vote for. But this, these opinion polls are quite damning of Rishi Sunak. And it could be down to his record in government. Like I said, people don't forget. People don't forget. Is it surprising that Rishi Sunak has the backing of the elected members of the Conservative Party? No. 
it's generally not surprising. He's the most experienced out of the three of them. He has direct experience with finances being the cover being the former chancellor. But that just because you have support of the of the party doesn't mean you'll have support of the membership. And that is what it's down to. If we were to bring back all the candidates that were running for the leadership, you could probably say that when it comes to the membership of the Conservative Party, Kemi Badenoch, Liz Truss and Penny Mordaunt would have been the most popular candidates. Um, Kemi Badenoch, very popular in the right wing of the party. Uh, Liz Truss and Penny Mordaunt, very popular in the more libertarian wing of the party. But this is more than just picking someone to replace Boris Johnson. This is more than just finding someone who's going to tackle the issues at hand when it comes to the cost of living crisis and the Ukraine crisis, etc. This is also down to who's best equipped to beat Keir Starmer and the Labour Party at the next general election. Because right now, the opinion polls are scary for the Conservatives. The last survey was taken two days ago on the 17th, and it gives Labour a 10% lead ahead of the Conservatives. Now, if you're a Conservative Party member of if you're a Conservative Party member of Parliament, you should be looking at those conserv- at your Conservative seat and thinking, hmm, is it safe for the next election? Because right now, we're seeing many seats in England who are either being taken away from the Conservatives and going to Labour or the Lib Dems. And that, seats that are strongly Conservative or were strongly Conservative going to either Labour or the Liberal Democrats. And that is why, that is why many many people are think are saying to themselves, we need someone who's charismatic and is going to be able to get the message across and beat Labour and Keir Starmer, because whoever wins it has got a huge task ahead. The Conservatives are way behind in the polls, and it's going to take some sort of miracle, I think, to try and get them back up and to get challenging for the next election again. Moving on to a different point, um, last night, as well as the other vote for the Conservative leadership, there was also a vote of no confidence in Boris Johnson's government, outgoing Prime Minister Boris Johnson, which was defeated, of course, because nobody, absolutely nobody, in the Conservative benches was going to vote in favour of no confidence, because they all know, they all know they would lose an election. So of course they would vote it down. There are many Conservatives on the back benches who are genuinely scared for their seats if there was an election tomorrow. And they will be continually scared for their seats until the next election, which I know will be in 2024. That is why the Conservatives will not vote against their own government. They want to get a new leader in place that will hopefully get them back up to speed and hopefully give them some sort of fighting chance to retain their seats. Because right now, there are a lot of Conservatives on those backbenches who would lose their seats if there was an election tomorrow. Speaking of the next general election, again, repeating what I said, if there was an election tomorrow, Labour would win. All the opinion polls are showing it. However, they don't actually show if Labour would win with an overall majority. Now, if they didn't win an overall majority... That would be an embarrassment for Labour. After everything that's happened during Boris Johnson's premiership, if they can't win an overall majority after everything that's happened 
Like, when can they get a majority? In order for Labour to get a majority at the next election, it would depend very heavily on them winning a lot of Conservative seats that both have very small majorities and very large majorities. But they're also being challenged in many of these seats, as we've seen in the by-elections in the past, in the past couple of weeks, is that the Liberal Democrats are also in it. I mean, nobody's saying for one moment that the Liberal Democrats will win the Liberal, win the election. That it won't happen. However, as we've seen in many of the by-elections in the past couple of weeks, the Liberal Democrats are challenging Labour in some of these seats. And it's up to Labour now to, to get their message out there, to see if they can actually win back support. Because two years ago, Boris Johnson, against the odds, led them to one of their biggest majorities in years. And under Jeremy Corbyn, they lost their way. They shifted so far to the left and they alienated a large portion of their voter base. And it's up to Keir Starmer now to get those voters back. And after everything that's happened in the Conservative government over the past year or so, that task should be relatively easy. It would also depend on Labour winning seats in Scotland against the SNP. Now, the SNP have had a huge stronghold over the Scottish politics for many years now. It, oh, it, Scotland used to be Labour heartland. And it just seems over the past couple of years... Scotland has turned their back on Labour and that is now going to be a huge task for them to try and win back support in those in those, in those constituencies that have huge SNP majorities. So the task for Labour is straightforward but it isn't. They have to win back support but it's going to be a huge task. It's going to be a huge task to win back support in those many seats that are both Conservative held and in Scotland SNP held. And on the subject of Scotland, the next Prime Minister of the UK will have to try and deal with this request from the SNP to hold another independence referendum. Now, all the candidates have said they will not consent to it. And the Scottish Government have appealed to the, the Supreme Court to get permission to hold their next referendum. So when it comes to the Conservative membership voting on their next Prime Minister, it's also going to be about... Who's the strongest person to take on the SNP and defend the union? So as we've heard over the past, well, 25 minutes or so, there are many issues that are going to be challenging for the next Prime Minister. It's not a case of the cost of living crisis and the war in Ukraine. There's a whole swathe of issues that they'll have to deal with in a relatively short space of time. The next election is less than two years away. And for the Conservatives, they've got a huge hill to go up. They've got a huge hill to climb. And if they don't get the right candidate in number 10, it'll be too late. It will be too late for them. Labour will win the next election. And the Conservatives will be back at square one. All will be revealed tomorrow. The next vote is tomorrow and we'll find out who the final two will be. If you're asking for my prediction, obviously Rishi Sunak will be number one. He will get through to the next round. I'm going to put my 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 hat out here and say, I think Liz Truss will get second place. I think she will pip 
Penny Mordant to the second spot. That's just my prediction. I could be completely wrong. Politics has its way of doing that. But we'll soon see. And then it's up to the Conservative membership to make their decision. And then we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. In the next couple of months, it's going to be very interesting from all sides of the political debate. So, until next time on The Political Dissect, see you soon.